What is up, Three Musketeers podcast listeners? I uh, just want to give you all an update before we hop on to our third episode here for the Crosstown Shootout game. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, uh, Nick's pregame show was unfortunately not able to work. But I uh, just want to let you guys know that on episode two, where it was just Wally and Bradley, they actually had um, their pregame predictions on there. So you can head on over there and access it through that. None of us got it right, but I think all of us are pretty close, right around the 85 to 70 point, 70 points for Xavier. And obviously all three of us picked a Xavier dub. So huge game, uh, definitely a short episode this week, but we want to give you guys as short, but quick and best information as possible. And uh, we definitely do it in this episode. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and hope you guys uh, enjoy the third episode. All right, we are back with our third episode today uh, before the Xavier University Musketeers versus your Cincinnati Bearcats. Musketeers blew it out this, uh, last night. Definitely a huge win for us, for sure. Uh, I think our big highlight this week is definitely going to be talking about Nunge and uh, his massive 31 points, 15 rebounds. But, you know, Wally and Bradley do most of the statistics talking here, so I'll let them be on the pod. But, Bradley, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing well, Nick. How are you? Doing great. How about yourself, Wally? I'm um, doing good. I'm a little hoarse after the game yesterday, but I'm doing dandy. Um, so yeah, breaking down the game, uh, Xavier went 25-54 from the field, um, field goal percentage of 46%. Um, I'd like that number to be a little higher. I thought we took a few reckless threes. We were 5-16 for 31%. If we can get that number closer to 40, that'd be good, but 30% is not too bad. Where we won the game, though, was from the free throw line. We were 28 of 35, shooting 80%. Um, years past, we were always around that 65, 60 mark from the line, which was huge. We almost doubled them up in rebounds. Um, and we basically beat them in every statistical category across the board. Um, clean up the turnovers a little bit. I thought we were, at uh, times, we were pushing the ball when we should have slowed it down and got into the offense. But other than that, um, the team just fed off the crowd's energy and, you know, we punched them in the mouth and they never got back up and we just put them in the rear view mirror. Very boring game in the second half. Very boring game. Just a lot of just Xavier Musketeers, I'm telling you. I mean, of course, it's all love for that, but pretty boring. Yeah, it was just fun to be at, but they were, you see, we just did not come to play. They just were not ready to beat the Musketeers in the Cintas Center, and that's pretty much what it came down to. I mean, the guys on the bench for UC probably couldn't hear their own thoughts. Oh, dude, we were... The place was nuts. The, the place was jumping. I mean, you know, Fremantle getting ejected, just feeding off the crowd energy, four technical fouls for Xavier in the contest. Yeah, shout out know, to... Uh, a Z- lot of energy. Shout out to Xavier Zone. It was hilarious. They had uh, uh, Zach Fremantle up in, like, some office, I don't know where he was exactly, but he was just chilling, and he was like, ah, screw the refs, uh, what do you, I, I don't remember exactly <laughs> what he said, but it was pretty funny. Uh, reading from the Cincinnati.com, uh, this is the, tw- uh, the 20-point lead is tied to the lar- third largest margin in victory by Xavier in the series, and it's the third win in a row in the shootout for the Musketeers. Also, another fun fact, Paul Scruggs actually is the first player in Xavier history to be, become, wow. to win, beat UC four times, which is pretty exciting, so, uh, definitely something to see, and, 
Uh, Scruggs is look. How does how does Scruggs look? Not too hot. He's looking good yesterday. Well, I mean, fourteen five and five stat line you love to see out of you know one of your big dogs. I mean, Nunji obviously stole the show, dropping a thirty bomb. But I felt like Scruggs was very good yesterday. Very calm, very collected, and in a very hectic environment. Quote from Travis Steele says, Paul Scruggs, I thought he set the tone for us early in the game. So definitely the captain, leader, fifth year, uh, coming out strong for sure. Yeah, as uh, soon as Wes Miller said his Skyline Chili order is a Greek salad. Oh, that was I, <laughs> game I, over. I had a feeling that we're in for, in for a long night. But um, on the UC side, you know, not a lot going for them, but they had a guy from um, Annapa, Russia, come off the bench. Victor Lankin, very polished player, just came over to the States this year. Um, you know, he didn't have a great stat line, but um, he played 16 minutes, shot 50% from the field, and had eight points. And, I mean, he had some nice um, post-ups on Nunji Fremantle. And, um, you know, he's very polished around the rim once – so uh, down the road, he'll have about, I think, three years of eligibility left. He's um, something we got to factor in in the Crosstown shootouts moving forward. Yeah, interesting. Good to see the other side for Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, we always got to set them up, but we got to talk a little bit about the opposers. Uh, but also, uh, weird for Hunter. I don't know. What do you guys think? 18 minutes, two points, nothing really going for him uh, last night. Uh, what do you think of that? Of that? I mean, obviously, the... Offense was centered through Nunji last night. Jerome probably, I mean, we didn't really watch the game that intently because we were there. Um, you know, he probably just didn't have the matchup. And, you know, he probably just took a couple shots, you know. He's kind of in that Jason Carter role where he's our primary defender. And he, the you know, the offense will come to him. But I feel like if we needed a bucket, he could go get one. Any thoughts on Hunter? Yeah, I feel like. I feel like him filling it up is just, you know, not his role for this team because we already have so many guys who can do it. I mean, we got two guys already this year who scored 30. So, um, you know, his job, obviously, like Bradley said, rebound defense. You know, I like how he can, you know, at 6'8", push the floor and transition, push the pace. You know, he's a big guy to do that. But, I mean, a lot of bench minutes yesterday for the Musketeers. So, I guess, you know, Steele liked what he saw with his personnel going up against theirs. And, you know, he let him ride. And, obviously, it worked out. For sure. Struggs, typical day, 33, 33 minutes, 14 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Johnson, 23. Not a huge showing for Johnson. Uh, I remember from Ball State, we talked about uh, how Johnson has been leading it in terms of three-pointers and yeah. his points. So, to see... Not a huge showing from him. wasn't it was was strange to see, but also with with Nunji just taking over, thirty one points, twenty nine minutes, fifteen rebounds. Like that's an incredible game. Uh, anything else to add statistic wise? Zebra basketball? Anything from Bradley or yeah, Wally? Quiet game from Johnson yesterday, but Conco filled it up as well. Twelve points in quality minutes off the bench. You know he is more than just a shooter. He can take it off the bounce a little bit, and it was really effective yesterday. Yeah. I just think it was, uh, yeah, going off what Wally said, Kunkel coming in nice. That's the thing about us. We're super deep. Someone not feeling it, you know, just plug and place the next man up on the bench. And then um, another key takeaway that I thought from the game is Deontay Miles is about to be buried on that bench. Um, yeah, we talked about the first episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he'll still get his five-minute run at the start of the game because of that continuity and just starting the game off. 
But after that, especially with how Zach's coming back, coming to form a little bit, I could see by February him getting no minutes a game. I could see Big East play. And maybe maybe just getting out of there. I mean, it's only two weeks away, but... Big East plays a week from is six days away. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, six days away? Oh, I didn't realize it was that short. Yeah. I mean, start of the game, logged nine minutes the whole game. I feel like he's just going to check in there, you know, if you want to run two bigs and, you know, nudge and Fremantle's in foul trouble. Yeah. Like, that is just going to be his role. He's just eating up time. No, so for sure. that, you know, nudge and Fremantle can take a blow on the bench. Or, you know, stay out of foul trouble. Yeah, I, I think Kunkel showed a little impression as well. I've seen him take it to the rack a lot. I mean, I talked about it on the first podcast, but, you know, Nick Walker, it's all about feeding the fucking beast. So you got to feed the beast, and that's what you got to fucking do uh, in order to win a basketball game. And I think, well, obviously we saw it in showing with Nanji, but I think, I mean, obviously Adam Kunkel is not a center, but he was able to take it to the rack, and was pretty good for that as well. Uh, we haven't really talked too much about this, but before we end it, I wanted to bring up more of like the social side of the Musketeers. I mean, for us as being seniors, I think it was a really fun night. For those who don't go to Xavier University, uh, we had a good time. Travis Steele actually gave a $3,000 tab, which was really, really exciting. So people are going absolutely nuts at Dana Gardens, which is the local Xavier Musketeers bar, uh, that many students go to. And it was really fun to see that as well. So I think socially, obviously, Bearcats Nation, uh, Got the beat down, but also we like to have our fun as well. So, any final thoughts? Anything to add? Uh, I know you like to have some final spiel, Bradley Bruni. Um, yeah, looking around the conference, we had a big win. Uh, Marquette took one on the chin. Um, they were really never in that game. UCLA blew the doors off of them late after having a delayed flight. I thought, you know, with that bump in the travel, that Marquette maybe being at home would give them a little more of a game, but. Obviously not. Big win for UConn over the Bonnies. Um, uh, Creighton with a huge win over BYU, beating them by double digits. Uh, Georgetown winning a rivalry game. And then Providence and Butler beating Cupcakes. Um, Just goes to show that this conference is deep. And, you know, I would not be surprised if we uh, popped in the top 25 on Monday. For sure. Yeah, I really think we should be uh, uh, top 25 on Monday. I mean, big week for the Musketeers this week. Two mega, mega wins. We'll be 23. You know, one against Ball State, which is, you know, a team you got to beat by 30, 46. Yeah. You see quality program, beat them by 20, never really stood a chance. You see a few ranked teams losing this week, as in Arkansas, BYU, Wisco, and that's just yesterday on Saturday. So I think the Musketeers should definitely be ranked come Monday. Yes, sir. Uh, hopefully it doesn't get to their head. I don't think it will. But uh, we'll be back for Morehead State. That's right. Shout out to the locals to Paul getting a big road win. <laughs> Louisville. That's right. That's right. All right, sweet. Well, thank you guys so much for the third ep- listening to the third episode. Uh, definitely super exciting win. Uh, Musketeers were hot, also fans, but also the players. Nothing gets you more hyped when you see Paul Scruggs standing on top of that uh, the counter, just screaming. Like, that was the best. So to see that, ah, that was great. Too bad you were asleep for that. Oh, I know, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but that's all right. We'll be back uh, for another episode. And thank you guys so much for listening. Roll skis, baby. Roll skis. Let's go, baby. <laughs>